in 1 John, and it's called Life, Light, and Love. And it's going to be, this is a short letter written by the um, Apostle John. Jesus is, well, arguably Jesus' closest friend, although it's a friendship that actually, as we'll find out wonderfully, we can experience and enjoy. It wasn't an exclusive thing. It was something that was meant to kind of to, to, to be, uh, draw others into. Now, I say it was written by John. Um, actually, it's not signed by him, so it doesn't say, uh, in the normal way that they would write letters in those days, and actually today, now I think about it, um, so we put our name at the end. Sometimes they would say at the beginning, hey, it's me, uh, John, I'm writing to you, whoever you are. But that doesn't seem to have that at the beginning of this letter. But um, I call it a letter, but in fact, some people have described it as more like a poetic sermon than a letter in the way that it spirals round, revisiting rich metaphors and imageries, things like light and life and love, expanding on them and deepening on them as we, as we come to them. So we'll, we'll be doing that as we go through this letter. But uh, the vocabulary, I mean, you, you'll recognise, if you've read the Gospel of John, you'll recognise a lot of the vocabulary, the, the, the imagery. It's, it's John all over. And so the, the early church certainly kind of, they, 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 they said this letter was from the Apostle John, and I think um, we can safely assume that it is. So we're, this is a letter written perhaps in the latter years of his life by the Apostle John, close friend of Jesus, to, to the church, to encourage them to keep walking in the light. And we'll pick up on that phrase uh, as we go through in just a moment. It's been great to kind of sing about some of these, these themes, even this morning, light and darkness. He's encouraging them to walk in the light. The darkness is pressing in. and the, the early church, there's darkness that presses in that, that, that would undermine the truth of who Jesus is. And he's encouraging them to keep walking in the light. And uh, through his letter, uh, I trust that we'll be encouraged too as God speaks to us about these things. He, he wants the church to continue to be full of light and life and love as it should be and as God wants for us. So let's read just the first few paragraphs by way of introduction and then we're going to home in on one particular verse, uh, verse 7 if you want to look out for it as we go through. So this is John writing to the church. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. It's a wonderful, a rich passage to, uh, to start our series with this morning. And I say, we're going to focus on verse 7 just to help us find our way. It's going to be something of a lens for us as we look at this passage together. And we're going to look at verse 7 in three sections. We're going to kind of chop it up into these three phrases. The first is, if we walk in the light. The second, we have fellowship with one another. And the third, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So here we go. The first one, if we walk in the light. Now, walk's a very practical term. I don't know if you've tried it recently without doing anything. You sort of just tend to fall over. You've actually got to engage your muscles and move at one foot in front of the other. In fact, we we, um, had a family gathering recently and just watching a young baby just begin to learn how to walk and it struck me what a practical thing it is just kind of learning but holding on to mum's dad's hand and just moving those legs it's practical walking is a very practical thing really it's talking about how we walk through life how we do life it's practical of course it comes from what we believe and our desires and and what we're trying to do but it must manifest it must come out of us in very practical ways in the in our relationships relationships, in the things that we say, in the things that we do, in the way that we prioritize the different aspects of our lives, in the way that we spend our money. Very practical. John is talking here about how we live our lives, that what we do as we walk through our life. If we walk, but I've jumped ahead a little bit because before that there's a little word if and just at this point to highlight that John is, is wants us to know that there are consequences. In fact, he wants to make a choice. You need to know this because it matters how you walk. It's if we walk in a certain way, these are the consequences that will follow. We need to know it makes a difference how we walk, where you get to and the direction you walk is going to make a massive difference, isn't it? In terms of where you get to, how you walk will make a difference. He wants us to be aware there are going to be consequences. And he wants us to put our hand on the... Now, is it tiller or rudder? I don't know what a tiller is. A rudder. Rudder will do for now. I'll look up tiller later on in my, in my own time. <laughs> you lean on the rudder of the, of the ship because you want to steer in a certain way. He says, look, there's an if here. There's an if. It's not automatic. I want you to know the consequences of living in a certain way. I want you to know why to live in a certain way, that you would make a choice, that you would think about it, you would, you would lean in to a particular direction. I want you to make a choice, knowing the consequences that it's going to have. And here we come to the key concepts, in not just in this verse, not just in these paragraphs, but not just in this letter, but in, in, in all of John's writing, in fact, in the, the Bible. If you walk in the light, in the light... If you walk in the light, what does that mean? What does he mean if you walk in the light? Well, here's this message that that God is light, that he is in the light. The light is a revelation of who God is. So he's saying if you you walk, if you live your life in the, the knowledge of the revelation of who God is, knowing who he is, then there are certain things that will follow because God is light. Now John, he, he had seen the light. We have an expression, don't we? I've seen the light. 
Well, John had literally seen the light in the person of Jesus. He'd touched the light. He's at pains to hear, look, I've seen this. This is not some philosophy I've dreamt up. I've not kind of had a dream. I've not just kind of imagined these things, worked these things out. I have seen the light. God is light. I've seen the light. The full revelation of who God is, I've seen it. I've touched it. I've sat around the table with him. He's talking about Jesus. He records in his gospel that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light. And so walking in the light is walking in a revelation, the revelation of who God is in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. That is what walking in the light is. That is what John wants to highlight to those he's writing to and through them to us. It's living in such a way that recognises, that he's guided by, that comes out of who God has revealed him to be in himself to be in Jesus. And if you've not seen and been dazzled and blown away by, and if you don't know Jesus, then the John's testimony, what he's saying here, is that you're walking in darkness. You're not, you're, not, you're not walking in the light. You're going to be getting hold of the wrong things. You'll be going, you're going to be going up blind alleys. You're not going to be seeing things as they really are because Jesus is the light. John had seen the light and he wants us to know God is light. Walk in the light of who God has revealed himself to be in Jesus. And if you're not doing that, as much as it might kind of offend our, our sense of pride, we think we, think we see, don't we? Jesus warned about people, you, you say you see, but you don't. Are you seeing things as they really are? Or are you guessing, trying to work it out? John says, I've seen the light. I've eaten with the light. I'm telling you about the light. Walk in the light, because certain consequences will follow. Now, we can't touch the light in the same way that, that John did. Jesus was physically there with him. In him, the fullness of the deity lived in bodily form. There was a, a full revelation of, of who God was in the person of Jesus, who was the light. Now, we can't see and, and eat with the light in the same way that John did. But his conviction, it seems to me, is that his word, his message, can shine a revelation of who God is into our lives too. Just as he saw and touched and ate with the light, his message brings light into our life. And so this morning, as we're looking at this passage, this message, God is light. God's at work through that, shining a light into our lives, that we would see things as they really are, that we wouldn't go up blind alleys, that we wouldn't get hold of the wrong end of the stick, that we wouldn't have to make things up and imagine, but we would see reality in the light of who God has revealed himself to be in his son, Jesus Christ. God's word is a lamp to our feet. John was right in his conviction that this word would shine a light into our lives. This is part of God's word by the Spirit of God. This has been breathed out and now we have it and it shines a light into our life as it reveals Jesus to us. Jesus said, this is, these are the scriptures that testify about me. They point to me. They shine a light on me and into our lives that we can live in the reality of who God is and not be mistaken. So that's the first thing if we walk in the light. Now the next thing, the next little phrase we're going to look at is, well, we have fellowship with one another. These are, this is the first of two things that very closely follow. And in fact, 
it's hard to tease them out from what actually it means to walk in the light. So there are consequences of it, but they're actually intrinsically a part of what it is to walk in the light. These two next phrases that we're going to look at, the first of which is we have fellowship with one another. And my temptation is to, was to swap the order of these two round. And I, oh, I say wanted to, but I thought, no, I'm going to be faithful to the order that I find them in this verse. Let's walk through the verse in order. So we're going to come to the next one in just a moment. But let's spend a bit of time here. We have fellowship with one another. Now, fellowship, with lots of ways we could flesh that out, but we can think of fellowship as walking closely together, in relationship, but with a common purpose, a common direction. It's very hard to have fellowship and walk in different directions. It's very hard to have fellowship and not walk anywhere. We have fellowship. Fellowship is a walking together. It's doing life together. It's not doing it on, on our own. There's, that, there's another with us. There's others with us. We're walking together in relationship, with common purpose, in a common direction. This is partly what it, what it is to be in fellowship. But there's a challenge here, certainly for me as I read it, I don't know about you. I'm thinking fellowship with who? It says one another. We have fellowship with one another. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Well, who is the one another? Now, naturally, it, it seems to me it's, it's us, it's each other, um, you and me in the church, we have fellowship with one another. When I read one another, that's often the first place that I go to. And I think that's, that, is, uh, that is there. But as I look at the immediate context, I mean, go back to verse 6. We're in verse 7. Now we go back to verse 6. If we say we have fellowship with him, well, we walk in the darkness. And he talks a little bit about that. With him, it's God. Fellowship with God. This whole passage is about fellowship with God, with God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Our fellowship is with God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. So there are these two things going on. On the one hand, it's fellowship with one another. On the other hand, there's, it's right there in the context, the most immediate context is fellowship and a walking with and a doing life with and are going in the same direction as God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. So there's a challenge as I look at this to try and understand it. What fellowship is he talking about? And of course, I'm sure you've got there before me, but verse 3 solves that problem. Verse 3 says, That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. You see what's going on? They're not, they're not, they can't tease them apart. That in the light, living in the light of who God is, that's where you have fellowship with God. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But as you have fellowship with God, you are brought into fellowship with God's people. You can't separate those two things out. They're together. John says, I want you to have fellowship with us. But hey, you've got to know that our fellowship, the basis of our fellowship, is that we have fellowship with God the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. So it's, it's both ends. It's wonderful fellowship that we can have. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we can have fellowship with one another. There can be a wonderful unity and walking together, a relationship between you and me, between each of us, those that are following Jesus, and of course, between the one that we are following. We don't follow him at a distance. He's with us. Jesus promises to be with us as we walk through life. It's not a spotlight that's getting shone from miles away. We actually walk with the one by the Spirit who is the light. It's both and. So here, just to, just to take those in order, the first is it tells me that the point of our lives, the point of our lives the reason why you exist is to have fellowship with God the Father 
and his son, Jesus Christ. That is the point of your life, and to glorify God through that relationship. That's the point of your life, that you would have fellowship with God the Father. I don't know what you think the point of your life is. May, I mean, all sorts of things that occur to us, naturally speaking. We have aims. I remember the day I suddenly realized, I can't make those things up. It doesn't work. I can't choose the point of my life. It's just, it's arbitrary. And then I realized there must be, there must be, a, there must be a God who gives purpose and meaning to my life. And I began to search for him and by his grace found, found, found him. What is the point of your life? Well, here, this tells me the point of my life, the point of your life, is that we would have fellowship with God the Father and his son, Jesus Christ, that we would walk through life with him, not on our own, not isolated, but with him. Jesus says, John records him as saying, this is eternal life. This is what life's all about. This is eternal life, that, you, that they know you. He's praying to the Father. This is, this is eternal life, that they may know you. This is the point of their life. This is why they were brought into existence, that they may have fellowship with God the Father. Oh, he goes on, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It's the same thing. This is the point of your life, to have fellowship with God the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. You're not meant to be alone, not meant to go through life trying to work out what it's all about, make up your own kind of ideas. I'm going to do this. This is going to be the purpose of my life. You can't do that. This is the point of your life, that you would know God. Not just God, G-O-D, but God the Father. You would know him as your father and his son, Jesus Christ. It's the point of your life. It starts now. It's not something in the future. It's something we can enjoy now. John wants us to know right now that he wants to shine a light into our lives so that we know the purpose is of our life, that we know him and we can enjoy it now. Christianity, by the way, I'm sure you know, is not a series of rules to follow. It's a relationship with God the Father and his son Jesus Christ by the Spirit. That's what, that's what it is. That's the purpose of your life. Christianity is bringing you into the purpose of your life. Christianity is not a set of values to live your life by, good values though they are. It is knowing God to live your life with. It's the presence of God day by day, moment by moment. That's the purpose of your life. works out, of course, not as John, kind of, he was physically walking with Jesus, but it's us by the Spirit. It's almost a deeper sense in which we can know God and walk with God every minute, every moment of the day. I don't know about you, but as I wake up, sometimes the darkness closes in pretty quick. We need to turn the lights on as soon as possible. Say, Father, when we wake up, turn the lights on. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, We've been singing about things this morning. We'll talk about more in just a moment. Thank you for your mercy today. Thank you for your love today. Get into fellowship the moment that you become awake because the darkness will be there. The darkness of our culture, the darkness of our, even in us in different ways, the way we think sometimes. Darkness wants to press in. We need to turn the lights on. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, your presence with me this morning. Thank you, thank you that I can walk in the purpose of my life today knowing your presence with me. Thank you for fellowship with you today, through today, whatever it brings. We might begin to pray as Jesus taught, your kingdom come today. May the lights kind of shine out into this day. Lord, I pray, would you provide for me? We've been talking about needs, haven't we, this morning. Lord, would you provide for me as I seek your kingdom? Would you provide for me? 
Maybe put a worship song on. Maybe begin to worship, to sing to him. Maybe open the word. If you want to shine the light on in your life, if you want to walk in the light, open God's word and let it shine on you. It's a revelation of who Jesus is. It's not a set of rules. Even, even the kind of the laws that are in here, the rules are in here. They're, they're to shine a light so that we see Jesus. So we don't walk in darkness. Seek Jesus. Find Jesus. Open this. Open God's word. Let the light shine. ASAP in the morning. Now, it's a lot easier for me to say that uh, up here than it is for me to do it in the morning. I don't know about you. If you've, if you've ever kind of seen me within a couple of hours of the morning, um, you'll know it's a struggle. <laughs> Not just to look at me, but for me, just uh, the, the morning. I'm just encouraging us. I'm encouraging myself. The darkness is there. We know it. Turn the light on. Turn the light on. Walk in the light through the day. What is it to walk in the light as he is in the light? To walk in an understanding and knowledge and revelation of who God is in Jesus Christ. One of the ways to do that is through God's word and through worship and hearing from God so many other ways and through each other, from each other, even this morning. And do it. Do you remember how practical walking is? It's no good just hearing. Do it. Do it. Do it. Engage the muscles to put one foot in front of the other. Trust in what God is saying. Trust inevitably leads to action. Do it. That's walking in the light. You're not walking in the light if we're simply reading and doing nothing. That's the beauty. We follow Jesus. We follow him. We have fellowship with him if we follow Jesus. And Jesus is on the move. He's not standing still. God's purposes are, are on the move, working out through us. So let's turn the lights on as soon as we can. I'll just uh, touch on this because I want to get on to the, the, the third phrase here. But of course, as we have fellowship with him, we have fellowship with one another. And you can't tease those two things apart. If we say we love God, we don't love our brother. There's something deeply wrong with that. Because to love God is inevitably going to be a love for one another and a walking with one another. You can't, you can't follow Jesus on your own. Because, because he says things like, as I have loved you, so you love one another. It's, it's hard to follow Jesus on your own when he keeps saying things like that. There's inevitably a fellowship with one another that comes as we follow Jesus. And it's not a hard, well, no, it's not a hard thing. The challenge, of course, it brings challenges. But it's not a hard thing. I love what John says. He says, I'm writing these things, what? To, to load you up and with unbearable burdens. No, he says, I'm writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is something that brings joy into our lives. It brings challenges, yes, but it's often the, the pressing through those challenges and the loving in the way that Jesus loves that actually brings a wonderful joy into our lives. We find actually the presence of God in us more than ever in those situations where it's, where it's difficult, where it's challenging. There's a joy in living this way that is simply not there, living in the darkness, doing things our way. As you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with God the Father and Jesus Christ, and we have fellowship with one another. And that brings joy into our life in different kind of ways. Yes, challenges, but also joy. You can't follow Jesus on your own. If you are, it's an indication. Get back into fellowship with God, with Jesus. Get back into fellowship with God's people. In different ways. I mean, here, this is, this is part of it, isn't it? Obviously, Sunday kind of gathering together, life groups, all these different organized ways that we have, and other organic kind of friendships and expressions that we, we have of our fellowship with one another. Our first value that God has given us that we've, we've kind of put together, I'm sure you'll know, Gather, Grow, Go is something that's shaped us for, for many, many years. What's the first one? Gathering, friendship, 
and fellowship. Oh, yes, there. <laughs> Gather in friendship and fellowship. Let's continue to keep that as strength. As we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God and we have fellowship with one another. Now we get to the third one that I've been straining to get to. Because hopefully there's a problem. Hopefully, as I've been saying that, you've been saying, Dad, there's a problem there. That does not work. Because what fellowship can light have with darkness? Hopefully, you've been sitting there thinking, but there's, there's darkness in my life at times. There are things that I've done that I'm ashamed of that I, I wouldn't want you to know about even. There's, how can I have fellowship with one who is the light? What fellowship can darkness have with light? How is that going to work? You're telling me that the purpose of my life is a relationship with God, is fellowship with God, is a close, intimate walking with God. I find it difficult to walk with others knowing the things that I have done. How, how, how can I fulfill the, the purpose of my life to walk with God? He is light. This is the number one message that John has. God is light. Speaks about the burning purity and the holiness of God. In him there is no darkness. You can't bring darkness into the light. Well, hopefully, you're, like me, there was a time in my life I'm sitting there thinking, there's darkness in here. I've done things that are deeply wrong. I've lived in the dark. How can I have fellowship with the light? Sometimes we try to get around that by, John says, deceiving ourselves. By saying, well, I haven't really done anything really badly wrong. He says, you deceive yourself when you say that. If you think you're good enough for God, you are deceiving yourself. And worse than that, you make God out to be a liar. You actually, maybe, well, because God has said all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And if we're trying to say, well, I haven't done that, I haven't really sinned, or certainly I haven't fallen short of God's standard, then what does that say about God? Because he said something different. Someone is not saying things that are true. But praise God, there's a better way. This, this is, this is the, the reason. I, I, we sing, we worship, we live the lives the way we do. Here's the better way. The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I looked up the word, it is there in Greek, all, all, all sin. All sin includes the sin that you're thinking, not that one. Includes the one you're thinking, well, perhaps that, but not this. Not what I've done. All sin. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, such that there's no darkness left. It's dealt with. The darkness is dealt with. There's no obstacle to close, intimate, lifelong, eternal fellowship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, because our sin, our darkness, has been dealt with. doesn't mean we live perfectly, but... God has made a declaration that we are innocent. He has dealt with the darkness in our lives. There is now no uncleanness. We're clean. Verse 9 says, because this is not automatic, by the way. It's not automatic. Again, there's, a, there's an if we're going to read in just a moment. There's an if. There's something we need to do. This is part of living in the light, by the way. If we live in the light, one of the ways we live in the light is we live in the revelation of who God has revealed himself to be in the person of Jesus. And this is how it works out in verse 9. If we confess our sins, very different to denying them, very different to making God out to be a liar. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I thank God for that every day that I, don't I can live with the knowledge of being cleansed from my sin. It's dealt with. I'm clean. I can have fellowship with God. Can you? If you confess your sins, what a better way that is to live. 
rather than trying to minimize the things that we've done wrong, to bring them to God and say, this is what I have done. I have lived away from you. I have lived apart from you. I don't want to do that anymore. I know the purpose of my life is to be with you, is for close fellowship day by day with you and through all eternity, even as it does kind of being brought into to being in a new, new, uni, new universe, a new kind of material universe. I want to start that relationship right now by the Spirit. I want to walk with you day by day. And so I bring my sin before you. I don't hide it from you. Naturally speaking, when the light comes, where we want to kind of to hide somewhere, to get out of the light. But if we live in the revelation of who God is in Jesus, we bring them out into the light and we say, this is what I've done. You have said the revelation, your revelation to me is if I confess them. You are faithful and just. You're not a liar. You're faithful and just to forgive my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I wonder if you've said that. I wonder if you brought your sins out into the light and confessed them to God. Maybe even now you want to do that, just right where you sit, quietly in your own heart. This is between you and God. Maybe you've wandered away. Maybe you've walked away from God's purposes for your life. Maybe outwardly it kind of looks like you're, you're in the right place, but inwardly you've wandered away. You're in the darkness. This is a call back to come back into the light. John is, is calling people, the people he's writing to, to come back into the light. God is superintending what's been written down, what John wrote down for us, that we would come back into the light. Maybe that's you. God is shining a light on you. Now you've got a choice. Do I kind of go and hide again? Or do I bring my sins out into the light to God, between you and God? That's where it starts. Just say, this, this is where I'm at. I, didn't, I don't want to go in this way anymore. It says all. It says that. It says all. Here. Here's my all. Every single one of this. God, would, would you forgive me my sin? Would you cleanse me from my unrighteousness? Maybe you're doing that in your heart right now. I would urge you to do it. Otherwise, you're going to be walking in darkness. You're going to get the wrong end of the stick. You're going to be seeing things not as they truly are. Now the light is shining on you. Bring them before God. And he promises to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You can always come back. Maybe for the first time this morning, you are hearing the true purpose of your life. Maybe like me, you've tasted and you've tried all these other things and it just, it, I mean, some were good for a while, but then you saw through it. You said, do you know what? The purpose of my life must be to live in relationship with the God who made me, who made all this. And you hear in the gospel as the light shone into your life that he loves you, that he cares about you. In the person of Jesus, he died on the cross for your sin. The blood of Jesus is, is speaking about the death of Jesus in your place. His blood shed for you, his death in your place, such that those who have faith in him, who trust in him, be brought in relationship with God as their heavenly father. There was a time as he hung there, it looked like the light of the world had been snuffed out. It looked like that at the end. It looked like the darkness had won. In fact, didn't the sky go dark at one point? As Jesus was on the cross, three days later, he rose again so that you could put your trust in him so that your sin could be forgiven, so that you could be cleansed from all unrighteousness. This is the glorious message and the basis of our fellowship, not just with God, but with one another. If I could invite the band back, why don't we stand together? We're going to continue in worship now, and maybe some engaging in worship in a new way now. Maybe you kind of came this morning, but now... Wonderfully, there's a sense of being clean. Wonderfully, there's a sense of being forgiven. Maybe for some, it's kind of the first time. Yes, let's stand. Let's stand together. Stand with me.
Father, I thank you for your word that shines a light into our lives. Not always in a comfortable way. Sometimes we're tempted to, 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 to go back into the darkness. But I trust, Lord, as the word, your word's been declared in different ways this morning. We've sung it. We've said it. We've encouraged each other with it. Lord, that light would have been shone into hearts and that, that people, many of us here, will begin to walk in a different way now. If you've confessed your sins to God, he's faithful and just to forgive your sin, to bring you into fellowship with him. Now you walk with him. Now you walk with him in practical ways. Walk with Jesus. Keep in step with the Spirit, keep in step with Jesus. Father, we ask your Spirit amongst us to help us do that. Lord, even as we've confessed our sins to you, Lord, I, I pray where there are things we need to share with one another and just perhaps say, hey, for the first time, I came into the light this morning. I came into fellowship with God as my Heavenly Father as I confess my sin. Maybe there's ways we can serve one another as we, we speak to one another and share what God is doing in our lives. Maybe you've just come back to Jesus. Maybe you kind of grudgingly came here this morning and God shone a light into your life. And you said, you know what? I don't want to walk in darkness anymore. I've wandered away. I want to come back. Well, you can come back. Father, thank you that we, we can always enjoy fellowship with you through Jesus. And I thank you that fellowship just spills out wonderfully in terms of fellowship with one another. We thank you for the relationships kind of crisscrossing the church family here. God, would you fill us with your spirit to be a people that shine a light into our city and around the world. The way we love one another, people will say, wow, they're short there. there's something different there. They follow Jesus. Lord Jesus, we pray the message that you've given us would shine out into our city. This same message that John had, that God is light and in him there is no darkness. It's a message our world needs to hear. And I pray, Lord, fill us with your spirit to to shine that message in different ways, different ones of us, different relationships and circumstances so that others would come to know who you are and live in the light of it, would come into the true purpose of their existence, that they would know you, Heavenly Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and be built into your body, the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.